Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Maybe we uh, maybe we start with this. You know, yeah. and we can edit this in at the beginning. Is that okay? But that's a, I'm just going to say what it is because as you listen to this, this is all in with Rick Jordan. You know, I'm Rick Jordan and I'm here with Stephanie Nix. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we're recording this and we're putting it at the beginning of the show because we just dove right into conversation. All right. And so you're going to catch us right in the middle of the beginning of everything. But this is actually at the very end when I'm talking to you right now because this was just an awesome day, an awesome time. So and we're awesome. even going to do a second episode too. So this is. Part one, part two coming at some point in the future. There we are. I love it. Yeah. Oh, so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad. All to I was here. told, which is good because I don't want to really talk too much more, is that you're really, really into fitness and nutrition. And, and overall, yeah. like, holistic. I holistic. love it. Yes. Yeah. So I started around 13. Okay. But my parents were fitness instructors as well. Awesome. So... I came from the beginning, and now yeah. it's this transition into this wholeness because I had to chart my own path, and they weren't into nutrition mm. at all, <laughs> so yeah, I, I had to you. learn that part. Let's dive into that because I'm going to tell you some stories too. Then and oh, you're going to laugh, excited. yeah, about the the stuff I was forced to eat as a kid. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I it was excited. lovely. Was it? No. Uh huh. I can imagine. I feel like I'm doing I that am. to my son right now. But yeah. Uh huh. Oh, there's some things that are. I don't know. They're they're okay in moderation. Absolutely. Like a donut. You know what's funny? <laughs> I almost went and got him donuts today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a it's a special. Very I'll, special I'll lean up, thing. I promise. Yeah, yeah and I'll yes, probably yes, end up yeah. like last time. I think Just I ran yeah. in. Yeah, oh, you've been here before. Hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sit how you will for me. I'll stand back. I'll end up. Sit yeah. I'll up. end up sitting forward uh, and talking with you. Because I get excited. I get excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I do the dance. little breathing exercises and bring. Yeah. Uh huh. What's your do you, What's your Ayurvedic type generally? For, oh, uh, vata, 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 yeah, yeah, the very what? much so. It's called a vata dosha. Okay. So, like body types where you think ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph, yes. uh, they have a similar concept, but it spans across emotions, past physical, oh, across everything, and you'll pretty Ooh. much know what your type is. And as a human being, we we should we're a species. Like yeah, we should yeah. all be like having a general idea of like eating the right thing. So yep. this is 5,000 worth of written documentation uh, in Sanskrit. So it's one of the original wow. Sanskrit uh, directions that we got for how to take care of the human body. And your body type is going to determine whether you're balanced or imbalanced, what you'll see. So well, if you're, yeah. it's, I, so I'm in school for it right now. Um, I just shifted. I said, I would never go back to school. I never say never anymore. But I was in creation and I was putting these things on my wall and it was like designing my program and it was earth, wind, air, fire, and ether. And I had it on my wall. I've got pictures of it. My family would call me crazy. And I was just knew that there was this elemental connection between the human body and all of these things. Of course. And about a month, probably a year into this, what, what people call as crazy, which is my, uh, Meet Joe Black, like coming in, and it's just like <laughs> all of your oh, walls yep. have writing on them. Like, I was creating this Ayurvedic thing that I didn't know existed. And then when I found it, I was like, I don't have to create it, oh. I just have to learn it. And it's amazing. Chinese medicine is based off of it as yeah, well. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. I just found mm-hmm. out what I am. I'm an earth goat. Earth goat. So you're yeah. probably a kapha dosha i have no idea what that is but. it's more so there's there's vata pitta and kapha yeah. and so vata is more air and ether and so more free spirit light yeah fun sure. like but not grounded if you're out of balance for a vata you're not grounded so it's like oh, can i change my mind is is the general yeah, yeah. term but kapha is like laid back and chill and goes with the flow. And then pitta is more fiery. So that's if you're out of balance, then you might lose your temper or feel acid indigestion. So there's all these things huh. that reflect what the body is doing and how to read it. My mind is blown right now. Because <laughs> I, I feel like this is just not even scratching the surface of Mm-mm. this. I'm like, oh, geez. Knowledge? No. 
Oh, All right. Know, if you see me on my phone, I'm taking show notes. So I'm very, very she's, interested in this conversation. She's Googling the latest, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really interested. The latest yeah. trends of ducks. Yeah. Duck trends. Yes. It's important. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned some interesting things about goats or goats, ducks. You said ducks? goats, ducks. Recently. Yes, that's my favorite animal. <laughs> ducks are my really? favorite animal. Yes. They're By the way, this amazing. is all going to be in the show too. Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I just thought we were waiting. Ducks are amazing. Well, okay, why do you think oh, they're amazing? Okay, my, so my favorite animal. So to start with, which is kind of the basis of where I, I help people kind of get through their stress or even yeah. just be able to identify it. Uh, and a lot of this comes from Joe Dispenza, who's this incredible brain researcher okay. and producer and all things magical. But he believes in the science behind um, the connection of things and what happens when our body goes into fight or flight. And so mm. he'll use ducks and zebras and animals to show what they do in the wild, which is this this shutter thing. So ducks do it a lot they because do. there's a lot of conflict all the time. But once they do their little shutter, they just move on and, good. and everything's yep. good and dandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, now my turn. I love ducks because they're like, they're kind of like spies a little bit. They're, their quacks don't echo, which blows my mind. Right. Right. And they're, they're tooled for just these amazing things because they also cannot get wet. Even though they go in the water, I mean, they're wet, but they don't, the water does not seep into their feathers because they have oils that cover their whole body. So it's sort of like protection and everything else and that. Because I have a security background too, and it just blows my mind with these things. And they mate for life, which is super cool. Right. Yeah. Them and crows, right? Uh huh. I had no idea. And penguins. And penguins. Not many. Not many. Not many. many I know. (laughs) Incredible. I learned some inappropriate things about ducks, and that's where it was like, what? Yeah. Is it appropriate? Oh, we can. It's conversation. <laughs> there's, there's two different compartments um, because ducks don't are no respecter of female ducks. Yep, yep. And so there's a second area that is not the area not to the area. corkscrew. <laughs> yep, the corkscrew. <laughs> that sounds worse. It, I think it might sound worse. <laughs> I think it might be worse. There's a second area. <laughs> Just loop that out. <laughs> what? It gets stuck. It oh, like, Lord. And that's the biggest thing with why this other area this. is important because it goes in and then you're they're stuck. The female can't do anything about it. Wow. So they will finish yeah. and this is this second to protect the female so that it's not oh <laughs> yeah. well that's intriguing too because mm-hmm. they're even more spies then they're the fem- way the more spies are. on the that women, yes the women ducks are wow they're faking the dudes out yeah yeah it blew my mind i had no idea <laughs> what does the male duck do when that happens like well this isn't right i don't think Nothing's they know the difference here. no because it's still it's still an area to huh. go in. So mm-hmm. the men are dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. And possessive and yeah. controlling. And I've never met anyone like that before. Oh, never, never. <laughs> I do think, that, I mean, going on to happier things with ducks. Well, maybe some of that's happier. The right area is happy. Right, right. right. <laughs> he, uh, he, the, the male duck is, of course, colored all the time. And the, right. the female duck is very much more camouflaged. That way she can stay with the nest and protect it. And the male duck is usually brightly colored and can leave the predators away. Wow. I did not know that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So when you see ducks, you'll see, you know, if you see a couple, you'll see one that's very brightly colored. It's always the male. And the plain looking female, I mean, (laughs) it's interesting how I just, that came out of my mouth. The plain looking woman. (laughs) Not impressive at all. Not impressive. (laughs) Oh man. Peacocks are like that as well, right? The yeah, male is yep. the one that's got the magic got going on. Right on. Mm-hmm. Is that how it is in life? Uh, for I humans? think men are prettier than women. Yeah. I think we're the ones that are wearing makeup. Like we're the ones that are constantly doing things to look better. And men are just like, This is This is it. This is me. This is this is what I got. From that perspective, I could see that because they're like, hey, whatever, you know. What you're seeing me is what you get. Right. Although I'm wearing makeup right now. I was just doing some social videos. <laughs> Rightfully so. I yeah. think that comes with the territory, yep. right? Not much. Just a little bronzer. 
whatever. But that's one of the things I found out too. If I'm going to meet a new prospect or a new client or something like that on my cybersecurity firm, I'll put a little bronzer on something, you know, just to- Why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. You need to look your best. You need to care about yourself, right? Well, it communicates that glowing, that life and that energy, and we're attracted to that. It does. Mm -hmm. I'm just Mm -hmm. glad I don't need much. Right, I don't. I don't go with the whole. Pro- I have done this though. Oh, when I spoke at Harvard last year, mm-hmm. see, on the show, by the way, we just talk about anything. I mean, we'll get into I all love the it. fun stuff too. I love it. When I spoke at Harvard, it's the first time because I've done a lot of TV appearances and Harvard last year. They're like, "Hey, do you want makeup before you go up?" I'm like, "Well, heck yeah, I want some makeup. I right? want because they were videoing the whole thing, you know." But it was like they went on like full foundation and everything like that. I couldn't believe it. You know, it's the first time I ever had that much on my face. I felt like it was another three faces on top of my face. Have you seen how good TVs are now? Yes. (laughs) Any little thing will show, and that's three layers might be the appropriate for the right big TV that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm scrubbing that stuff off later at night. And that's seeping into your skin. Ah. I know, and that's I I try to be more careful. I'm really aware now. I actually, it's funny that this is what happened with my nails last night. I was painting them, and I've been progressively getting cleaner and cleaner on what I put on my skin because it's our biggest organ, and it's really important, but it's constantly Mm. pulling and drawing things in. It's it's an organ on the outside. So I was painting them and then kind of started to feel like the chemicals were seeping in. Oh, geez. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I think this is the last time I actually put on nail polish. I've crossed over (laughs) on that front. Is that why you stopped? Because you have one hand right now. I stopped and then forgot to remove it because then... I, I didn't want to use yeah. the stuff to remove it because then that just felt like more chemicals. More chemicals, yeah. And it looks kind of fun. It is fun. I actually like, was going to do this one this color hair. and and the, some the other, but I was, <laughs> only when I get inspired. It doesn't happen very often yeah. that I feel like putting nail polish on. It's do you feel been, off balance because one hand is painted? The I think this not. one is balancing out with oh, my beads with, yeah, and there my, you go. my Soul Sister bracelet. <laughs> yeah. Soul Sister. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? I see that. Oh, yeah. I have... Cilantro, uh, cilantro, lemon water, and alkaline water Ooh. mixed in. Yeah, so I I did I did hear that you had a gallbladder thing and yes. some organ issues, and I've had some some similar things happen. But lemon is the only thing on the planet that mimics stomach bile, oh, and wow. I didn't know what was happening at the time, but I knew that lemon would help. So I keep it yeah. a constant part of my diet. Um, also the if you drink lemon water in the morning, it'll hydrate you for the entire day. And then you can more just sip on it, but it gives you a lot of minerals and nutrients and then helps you digest food for the rest of the day. That's so awesome. It's it's pretty magical. And cilantro is the best herb known to man, too. It's Good it's a God, magic I herb. It. I actually was blending it for a while yeah. with uh, parsley and cilantro and lemon, and it was too much because <laughs> vitamin A is a fat-soluble vitamin. Yeah, yeah. And so... Getting pretty dialed in on what nutri- what nutrients last a certain amount of time and how much you take into your system and loading or unloading. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. I had to figure that part out, too, when I had the gall, because I don't have a gallbladder now. That thing right. was, like, dead and gangrenous and stupid. I can't but, even... Oh. How... I've never heard of that before, by the way. So, I mean, <laughs> I've heard most people... most doctors, apparently. Okay, yeah. so that's not something that they would even know was happening. Yeah, well, the... <sighs> Some of them are pretty ridiculous. You know, the the, the traditional medical doctors that are out there, they, it was like eight months that I, w- I had these symptoms going on. And there was even one time a couple months prior, about three months before I was on my deathbed, I was like, you know, I'm waking up and I got this pain right here. Ugh. You know, like, oh, does it is it there all the time? I'm like, no, it kind of comes and goes. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. It's nothing. And then I had a CT scan. This was really what blew my mind, like the multiple levels of fail (laughs) throughout this process. When I had the CT scan of my abdomen, you know, it was looking at, they're supposed to look at every single organ. And the radiologist that reads it takes a look and notates what they see on every single organ. The only one they didn't call out was my gallbladder. Like they just didn't even look at it. Which at that point in time would have been just filled with freaking stones. 
because it was when I went in and got an ultrasound months later when I just had this debilitating pain come on suddenly. Oh my gosh! And then even then they they said you know don't get it too attached to it. You probably you'll probably have it out at some point. The next day I was in the hospital and my stomach was distended. I was back in the ER and even the surgeon was telling me he's like, well if I'm going in, he's a really good surgeon by the way. I feel that like doctors, you know, I mean you need doctors here and there. Of course some are great, right? Right. But after this point I was like the only two medical professionals you need is a good chiropractor and a good surgeon. That's it. Somebody to keep you in alignment and somebody to cut the bad shit out of you. It's <laughs> so true. Yes. That's life and death right there. Yeah. Because that spine, the spine is everything. Yes. And and finding that balance between, because I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in my fitness is pretty much going to the point where our bodies should be all that we need. We yeah. shouldn't need a chiropractor and a massage therapist and an acupuncturist and this, this, Isn't this, Isn't that crazy? This. Yes. That's a, you know, the, my, the chiropractor I see right now, you know, he's old school, which some of that stuff is really, really good because he's just basic manipulation, right? And he'll put me back into place. It's awesome. But then I'll have other people tell me, well, now you should get a massage. And he'll tell me I need a massage. I'm like, dude, why? you know exactly what's wrong. Why can't you right. just do the same thing? Or they'll say, go see a napperpath or an acupuncturist. I'm like, why is there one, why is there not a one-stop shop? There should be. It all seems like it's related. It is 100%. I mean, I don't know what you know. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. Is, is I've had some similar experiences. And my my awareness of how things were messed up came from my first experience getting – my first experience. My, my experience of getting denied for life insurance. At oh, wow. Like 30, maybe 31. All right, we got to go into this here because (laughs) I am paying a crap ton for life insurance right now because of what I went through. What? You don't mind sharing, do you? Why were you denied? So at the time, I was doing uh, bodybuilding. So bikini, high heels, the, the, it's, bikini is the category so I wasn't flexing on stage. It was more like a cute girl walking down the beach. It's pretty much what they're going for. But this category has become more and more lean. So I was very lean, maybe 9% body fat-ish, maybe Which less. Which still is not, that's not danger zone. It For women, you start to go into what's called fema- female triad. And so huh. around 13% is when, depending on the person, so it's different per person, yeah. the biggest red flag would be losing your menstrual cycle. Oh, gotcha. And okay. so... I wasn't in that category, so I didn't think that I was too low or that there was any issues. But my diet was pretty much just protein. Yeah. I think yeah. by the end I was allowed four ounces of a sweet potato and wow. maybe a little bit of coconut oil mixed in with that. So wow. zero fat, right? And so my body was doing all of these really crazy things, and I was dehydrating as well because you have to look as – Right on. Like (laughs) as amazing as possible, which you look for, I don't know, maybe four hours you look that good if you time it right and have a really good coach. So when the gal came to my house, because I'm a single mom, and so having life insurance was kind of important to me because it's full time. If anything happens to him, it's like who's going to take my wild, rambunctious child and manhandle him all yeah, day right. long or send him <laughs> to a military school. And so that was kind of my my motivation. And so the gal that came, she took my blood and she was like, you're the healthiest person I've ever met. And this is incredible. You're going to have no issues. So when I got the denial for two reasons on my life insurance, I was dumbfounded. Wow. I, didn't make any sense to me. So I started over. I went vegan that day. I removed all of the meat and I just I'm I was 12 years into my fitness journey huh. at that point of being a professional fitness person and yeah. it's like if I don't know nobody does I'm starting over and that's kind of where this all has come from. Oh jeez. Wow. <laughs> what were those two reasons? Can I ask? Uh it was my blood urea and my bun. It, so it was like Those were off. Whack. Liver and kidney yeah, I think yeah. were off. Um, and it just ended up being it was blood test results then. Yeah. To blood test results. Yep. Mm-hmm, okay. Blood test results. So pretty much that I had too much protein. My liver was overworking and, and if the liver is having an issue, yeah. everything is oh, you're having out an the issue. Window. Yeah, exactly. And, yep. And that's kind of where I started to pay attention and it progressed from there and I had other organs that started to shut down and then. Oh geez. Yeah. 
it it came full circle to over these few years, but it's part of my story. Yeah. And part of that is that I had implants put in that I was allergic to, hindsight. Oh, God. And so more organs were shutting down, more things were going wrong. I was <laughs> literally dying and could not figure out what in the world is wrong with me? I'm the healthiest person I know. Like nobody's healthier than me. You can ask my family. Yeah, it was, and my clients. It's like they they would think I was crazy. I wouldn't ever cheat on a meal. I wouldn't do anything. I'm very regimented. If I give myself an inch, I'll take a mile. So I don't. Goodness. <laughs> it's, yeah. So my implants were moved um, almost a year ago. December okay. will be a year. And how'd you find out that you were allergic to that? Uh, this whole process of, okay. of eliminating and actually Dave Asprey, I, I got his book headstrong yeah. and started kind of figuring out I've got brain fog, I've got inflammation. I cleaned up everything, yeah. got on bulletproof po- coffee, started doing a lot of intermittent fasting, doing longer fasts. And so deeper, deeper, deeper down the hole until I was sitting there and I was the healthiest I could possibly be. I felt good. And then it started to go back the other direction. Oh, geez. So it was like I knew what good days felt like, but I had good days and bad days. And then it was just bad days at the end there. And I was getting desperate to figure out I'm dying. I've asked my brother to take my son if anything happens to me. I couldn't get life insurance because I already know things are really wrong right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Where do you even go from there? Is it, what was the, the thing that clicked? How did you find out you were allergic to, the, well, to implants? Apparently, I had been complaining a lot to my family. <laughs> so they recognized it. They yeah. were able to recognize it. And even I was talking to my sister the other day, and she was kind of explaining my demeanor and who I was at yeah. the time because I was a shell of who I am now. I mean, huh. I didn't hang out with my family. I didn't go there. I was depressed. I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression um, last summer. And that was kind of a wall for me of like, uh-uh, yeah, yeah. that is not me. There's something else going on. But they would explain to me at the time, it would just kind of be a bummer to hang out with me because I was exhausted and my energy was low. I was nauseous all the time. My blood pressure would spike. I mean, yeah. just I was miserable and faking being healthy. I mean, the best that I could until it was kind of exploding. And then my little brother, little brother, he's like, 32, (laughs) Um, (laughs) almost 32. He uh, sent me a post in November of last year, and I think it was right around Thanksgiving. And it was just this girl that said she had her implants removed and that she was feeling healthy and that there was this breast implant illness and listed this outrageous list of side effects. And I had 36 out of the 40. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I knew instantly. And I had multiple doctors tell me not to get them removed and that I was crazy because it wasn't it, it wasn't on, on the mainstream yet. Yeah. And yeah. it just got mainstream. I mean, you've got everybody covering this. They finally FDA just put out a all implants cause cancer statement uh, just a few months ago. All all implants cause Good cancer. God, I didn't see that. That's yeah. Cra- it's one it's of the other speakers, intense. Kimmy Sue Fisher. We were talking about the same thing, and that's why because she she went through something similar. I mean, I don't know if she had thirty six out of forty, but she just had hers removed too because of all of this, you know. And then it made her, you know, years had to do with fitness and being healthy and everything. Hers had to do with mentally being healthy, right? You know, and realizing what's the reason I got these in the first place. You know, and s- some are never bad. I mean, it's it's just like, I see it as just like makeup, right? Oh, because yeah. Because you just want yourself to look good, and that's okay. You want to be happy with yourself, and that's fine. You know, I've had a hair transplant, you know, because it's hereditary in my family that right. this stuff is just going to go. amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get the doc in here because he's he does all A- A-listers in okay. Beverly Hills, and he's a, he was just fantastic. I had it done in New York, actually, because he has offices. I'm from Chicago, but he could fit me in New York at the timing that I wanted, and he's just an amazing dude, just pristine work, you know? Thank you for the compliment, too. And I I never mind sharing this stuff, too, because it is what it is. We do what we need to do, or what we feel like we need to do, to look the way that we want to look. Absolutely. That matters. It does, absolutely. And that, to me, was almost like taking care of myself, too, in that sense, because... I don't know the statistics, but I just felt like, hey, I'm going to be able to sell more of my cybersecurity stuff if I have hair, you know, because I'm not, if I'm going to be able to sell more of 
my business and grow a larger company if I'm healthy, if I look fit. And I go back to this story sometimes when I walked into an attorney's office who had been a client for years, right? And when I was much larger and then dropping as much weight as I did, walking, he's saying, dude, you look good. You know, Rick, you're so sexy, like a six-year-old guy telling me that I yes. look sexy, right? Oh, that's and the best. he's But then throughout the course of the conversation, he says, hey, you know that $300,000 deal we were talking about a couple months ago? I didn't bring it up. He's like, let's just do that. You know, and I equated it to... Image really does matter, but it's not necessarily image. It's just that you have to care about yourself. So whether that's doing something, you know, some kind of physical alteration, fine. If that's what you need to do, it's what I needed to do, you know, or if it's just being fit, or if it's just making sure that you wear decent clothes, making sure that you shave, <laughs> man, whatever it is, just showing that you care about your image. You care enough about looking presentable, and that gives you the confidence to walk in and be able to close that deal. I learned that's what I got from that. People don't have to get implants or a hair transplant or liposuction or anything else. Whatever. Just take care of yourself to the point that you feel that you need to. And that's, that's probably... Like you summed up my message for people uh, in that. I love you already. Yes. <laughs> I knew we were going to get along. Yep. I, because I wasn't loving myself, but yeah, that wasn't yeah. actually the thing that had me get the implants. Both my moms had implants. And so yeah. it wasn't, it was just part of what our family would do. We were all very fit and it was just the next step. Now, I would always joke, I just need to find a man to buy them for me. <laughs> uh, and then when I bought them for myself, yeah. it was a goal I didn't realize that I had. And it, it started to change me. It was like huh. it brought on this other confidence. Also, no one knew that I had them done because I didn't want people to know. Wow. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want that to, that wasn't the reason. Yeah, yeah. And I had clients that when I told them I was getting them out, were like, you have implants? You have implants, yeah. <laughs> well, don't get them out, you've had them forever. It was like, no, I got them two years ago. Like, you were my client at the time. And they didn't know that? <laughs> how do you know? That's wow. how good my doctor was. That's amazing, that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. This uh, this image on the wall here, it, this was pre transplant oh, which is yeah. yeah so he restored some of the hairline I mean he was really really good but nobody realizes that I had one done either you know I do because I take a look and it's like well there is no more small little bald spot back there which nobody I'm tall anyways right but you were know? you looking at that every I day was. and judging yes, it and feeling exactly. a certain way yeah that's what that is. And so you emanate out that confidence and that love for yeah. yourself but when you don't have that you, this is the posture that we're seeing everywhere. Yep. And this is pretty much the posture that I seek to help people fix of this opening up the heart, having that confidence, right having that love it, inside. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that for me was even a distraction for me. Because when you would look in the mirror every single morning and see that, then that thought is what started to carry with me through the entire day. And if I would walk in, I mean, I even started to use like some hair thickening spray and some colored spray. To, I mean, the stupid stuff you see on TV. You know? <laughs> my dad that bought all of them. Sorry, dad, oh my I love gosh. you. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's just, it's not actually taking care of the issue. But even trying to put the Band-Aid over the situation is actually not resolving it. And it wasn't that I was displeased with myself. It was just that that was a distraction from me being productive during the day and I had to eliminate that distraction out of my life. And once that distraction was gone, the confidence was, it's almost like the confidence was already there. It just needed to be uncovered and this distraction needed to get moved out of the way. It was taking up energy. Yes. So it's like yes. your brain was literally asking for energy for that emotional pattern. It is a patterning. And that's kind of where I teach people about fascia and how the patterns move through our system, mm -hmm. just like our brain connections do. And so all of that energy then was yeah. displaced and you get to actually use it now because it's not stuck in your body. It's not stuck in your brain. You've released it and done whatever it was calling for attention about. Oh, man. You just mentioned another word that really strikes a chord with me too, fashion. Oh. I mean, you're talking, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, fascia, look at my shirt, right? But I love. Oh, you, you said fascia. fascia I thought but you I said love fashion cause because then you said pattern. And, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, thanks. Right? <laughs> All right. Fashion mm -hmm. or fascia? Let's start with one of them and then we'll talk I about it. I want to do fashion because okay. I need and want 
fashion tips because yeah. you've got the swag of like, okay, a female version of you would be what I would want to rock. But <laughs> that's awesome. I've started doing the stitch fix fix thing yeah. so I could get grown up clothes because my fitness gear is off the hook. But I need this kind of fashion. Going on during so the day, I yeah. please lead the way. It's on so the fun. Fashion. We were just talking about because I've got like a V neck Under Armour on underneath this too, yes. and we I was swapping shirts before doing this and. They're like, you should just go with that shirt from now, uh, sometimes, like a V-neck shirt, because it shows off your arms a little more. You know, I'm like, I can never find a T-shirt, because this is, like, super fitted, and it's like, that's not what I want to do. But right. but I, I like I like the colorful stuff, too, but then I realize the solids look really good, too, because I am mostly, I say mostly in shape. <laughs> so solids uh, help for looking in shape? Th- they do, okay, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Yeah, especially dark solids are very slimming when you wear those. And you and I don't necessarily need help with that, but some other people might, and that's okay. I actually looked at your jeans as I was walking in because I see it's got some of the noticeable stitching that's on there. Right. And I did wear jeans like that up until about a year ago, you know, to where it had the big stitches on the side, and I still rock that. Are those, what are those? I, I don't know. They're from Buckle. Are they rock revivals? They might be because that sounds like that's a what, Buckle yeah, brand. Yeah, because I see the button that you got on there. <laughs> it sounds I about think right. That's, yep. That's what I still got. I still got some of those in my closet now. But I'm like, you know what? These are kind of old now, and I'm going to start moving them on. Right. I still like them, but th- th- nobody else wears them now. That's I have not worn these jeans in <laughs> so long. I should have brought some with. <laughs> because that's kind of where my, like, I need to dress like yeah. a human instead of just a gym rat all the yep. time. And so I went to Buckle and got the Buckle card and started earning the points, and they would dress me. And and this was probably two years ago that I got these ones. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get on a squirrel. There's a lot of squirrels in the show. but I love squirrels. I do, too. Squirrel. <laughs> I saw a black one. I've never seen one. What? In Palo Alto. I took pictures. I've kind never. What weird squirrel was that? I don't know. <laughs> Don't what did know. it do to turn black? I was standing or was it always there for black? 20 minutes just watching this, and it was big. I was like, maybe it's a rat. I was like, no, it's a squirrel. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. It's, I had never seen one, and I was. It was. That would be that would be kind of scary, but. All right. I was far enough away. <laughs> but yes, I enjoy squirrels as well. Buckle's amazing. The people there that are there are so well trained because you're in the fitting room, and they will just continuously throw clothes over the top. <laughs> And you're yep. like, hey, you should try this because this will go with what you have in there right now. And then they'll be like, hey, you know that thing that I just threw over like three minutes ago? Well, this will go with that too. And they just keep loading it on top of you. Oh, yeah. You know, it blows They're amazing. It, yes. But sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I have to set the expectation when I walk in because I still love the store. Right? But I'll walk in and be like, I am here just for this today. Do not throw anything <laughs> over the <laughs> Over the door. Focus. When I'm in, yes, when I'm in the changing room, which never happens. But at first, like, okay. And some of uh, some of them know me because I always go to the same buckle. You know, I haven't been there in a long time, though. Yeah, I haven't uh, either. Yes. I talked about these in one other show, but these are awesome. Are they super stretchy? Oh, not, I, one of my clients just told me, you yeah. need to go buy new jeans because they're different now. Yep. These are Revtowns. I don't Rev know if Town. Revtown makes a women's line yet. Okay. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. They just got picked up by Nordstrom. Mm. So they're, you know, they were, uh, but you know Rock Revivals. Rock Revivals are like 160 200 bucks. Right. You know? Easy. They're, yes. Easy. These guys are $75. No. Yes. Okay. And they are the best fitting jeans I've ever had in my life. Okay. So comfortable jeans. It's so got to be a comfy. fashion. Yes. Do you dress for comfort and fashion or? It's fashion primarily. Fine. I will sacrifice okay. You're a comfort. You're true fashionista. I am true, yeah. Or fashionista. Is there yep. a? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Guys get on that. I mean, how you said, how we were talking before, like guys are like, this is it. Take right? it or leave it, right? That is most guys because it, as I'm just hanging out with whoever, you know, guys will be like, dude, how do you wear those tight jeans? And one dude said, I can't do huggers, man. I'm like, huggers? huggers. He's like, yeah. He's like, huggers. <laughs> Huggers. It's a pretty accurate assessment. Right on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I didn't always wear jeans like this. You know, before it was much larger. I'm a 33 waist. I used to be a 42. No way. So, yeah. So there was a lot of other space (laughs) involved in those jeans that used to exist. So now I'm like, they just kind of fit, you know? So is that when you became more into fashion? It was. It really was. You lost. I had to buy that a whole was, new wardrobe. Okay. There was like transition clothing, right? And I, I, I noticed this with 
women sometimes, okay? Okay. They'll keep their entire old wardrobe when oh. they lose the pounds. <laughs> yeah. And they'll keep it. But to me, that was like burning the net. Right. Right. I'm like, I'm done with all this. I'm never going back to this. I don't want to have a reason for going back to that, keeping it just in case, as I'm holding up air quotes that people totally. can't see. Yes. I don't want to go back to this stuff. I'm never going to be there again. No, it's That's saying, your... I lost it and I'll find you later. So yeah. I'm going to keep you here. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, even because everybody sort of fluctuates some, right. from time to time and I might put on five pounds. That's about it now. And then I'll take it right back off because I know how to. Right. And I know what I did wrong. I know that I grabbed a couple of donuts too many times. You know, God, I love donuts. But, right. <laughs> yes. I think that's the second time you've mentioned is, donuts. Yes. I like it. But what, why is that? Why is there that? Why is there that fallback in clothing and in fashion? But that's when I did it is when I dropped, you know, because my personality as you're getting to know it now i felt that my clothing on the outside should mimic really who i am on the inside it absolutely should and especially you said you live in chicago so yeah. i imagine it's rainy or cold for the most part there's nobody right. that dresses like this right because our, we dress to our emotions yeah and so living here in seattle last year because i was sick i just let myself go into just dress like not knowing yeah i only wore black and gray last mm. last winter and this morning's a great example i woke up and i was going to put on just some sweats and some nothings and then it was like nope i'm deciding i'm dressing for the way that i want to feel and so i have right all on. colors and things and ev all of my clients almost every single one will say well, you're bright today. It was like, thank you. Yep. <laughs> I needed to bring in the sun here right because on. it's dark outside and I'm yes. not giving in. <laughs> oh, I love that. I did recognize too because you asked the question, did I dress for fashion or comfort? And, you know, and fashion is the priority right now. Maybe because before, when I was big, I did dress for comfort, and that was pretty much only and sacrificed the fashion side of it intentionally being like, well, this fits, it's just going to be what it is, you know, but I don't think that's necessarily like a, a male versus a woman versus a female thing. Cause I see this just in larger people in general. Right. And I'll give fashion tips to anybody, whatever. But generally speaking, the tighter the clothing, the better it's going to be. It doesn't matter what size that you are and you will feel better about yourself because you look thinner. Right. But when you're larger, you should wear just more solids because you will just kind of look thinner no matter what solid dark colors right and if you're caring and working on it and want yeah. to it's like those are the people that you can tell where it's like whatever size yep. they are they look amazing because right on. they're in their own selves and so then there's always this process because i think this is what's happening in our society right now is there are more people that are bigger and that's that became my mission in college yeah. when my professor who was worked at NASA prior to coming to our college uh, said what was going to happen by 2020. And she said 80 to 85 percent of people are going to be overweight and obese. And it was like, wow, no way. 80 percent. And that was, I think, 2007, 2008. And we're right Right oh, about there. We're at about 75-ish. Um, wow. 75 for men is, is there higher on the obesity charts. But then as we age, like once you hit 65, that same category group of people is now 65 and over. And what's happening in their systems, 83% huh. of them have some kind of health issue that is a yeah. metabolic cancer uh, heart disease, one Alzheimer's, one of these four oh, killers that, that Dave Asprey talks about in his new book. The numbers are insane. So if you look at that many people, well, you we can speak from experience when we've gained weight, what's been happening in our lives. Yeah, it's yeah. a reflection of us. So people are constantly re reflecting who they are in every moment in every day. That's sad to me. And I... Because it, if you're talking about 80% of men are that way, you know, and that's where the stat is, that means that 80% of men are reflecting sadness throughout the entire day. 100%. Why and not? Yeah. Why not turn to pizza and beer all the time? Right. Because it just makes you feel good and just sitting on the couch. I, I, I don't know if I talked about this on the show before, but maybe I did, but I'm actually lazy. Like in 
just in my core. Your makeup. It's, uh, exactly. Right. And I have to do things to put myself in difficult situations intentionally because then my competitive nature, which is also in me because I want to be the best, <laughs> ends up winning out. And 100%. I know to throw myself in that area to make something difficult for myself, that way the lazy person just has no opportunity right. to come out. you got to burn them out. Yeah, you it's got It's in it. there. It's not that those voices don't come up. And people who are successful aren't in that space of, oh, I'm motivated every day and it's, yep. this is easy. That's not what it is. We still get triggers. We still have that, that lazy person yeah. on the inside. I'm the exact same way. And there's – I was – we actually were talking huh. about that just a few minutes ago – right before you came in was, well, I set this this thing and I said, well, if I say yes to this, then I'm going to have to complete it. And I work yeah, really yeah. well. And so I just said yes. And they're like, oh, OK, well, perfect. <laughs> then then it all worked out. It's like it always works out because I know me. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's happening is most people don't know themselves. And so we take tests and surveys and things to yep. find out about our own self. But if you ever notice at any point in your life when you're taking any of those surveys, who is it that is answering the question? And is it you that like wants to be answering mm -hmm. that question that way? Or is it the lazy person who's saying, shh, yeah. don't answer that. So, <laughs> right, where it's like we're, we have this battle, but this internal like, no, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm not lazy and here's how I'm going yeah. to do it. It's like the quiz, what Harry Potter character are you? Right? Yeah, we want to know. We want to. We are, exactly. We want to identify. We want to know, but we don't want to know. <laughs> We're hoping <laughs> yeah. that we are, get identified and then we can say, yeah. look who I'm like. Mm -hmm. But then if it doesn't come out that way, then it's, you know, kind of like social media where it's like, I'm just going to yep. leave that one I'm not going to share that one. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. That one didn't come off right. Right on. Mm -hmm. Cilantro. I was, I, I see that sitting next right? to you. Are we done with fashion, right? I don't know if we're ever done with fashion, but. I, I'm always open to more, yeah. but we can shift to fasha. We could. I kind of, mm -hmm. yes. I kind of want to go to Buckle, though. Yeah. Could we just bring the show on the road? Right? Yeah. And just. <laughs> you know what's funny? My dad would just went there for his birthday just like a week and a half ago. And normally he takes my stepmom shopping and they go and do all the things, but it was his birthday. And at our Sunday dinner, it was grandma's birthday as well. And they're retelling the buckle experience almost exactly uh. like you just did. <laughs> and then he comes out in his outfit and it's just like. <laughs> like they did good. Uh, Everyone looks good coming out of there. I know. Yes. <laughs> we for real, we should do this. We should like do a buckle trip and video the whole freaking thing. You should. That would be so much No, I'm now saying how we they train. Like, we oh, everybody I'm in this fully yes. in. Like how do they train their people cuz that no has got to be incredible. Yes. They're amazing. Every single one of them, even the person that started yesterday right. is doing this and it blows my mind. How is it? How yeah, is, is it like possible? some brainwashing hypnotism kind of thing that happens but the day before? they feel genuine, right? They like do. they care yeah. about you looking good uh -huh. that much and it doesn't feel like they're trying to upsell you. It just feels like they know how good I'm yep. going to look in this yep. and they do. They're not overbearing in ways, but yeah. We're even at it. I know, right? Yeah. All right. Well, so we'll get fascia. Fascia. Yeah. Have you heard much about fascia? None. Okay. Zero. How about foam rolling? Fo oh, yeah. Okay. So foam I do that rolling. On my legs when I ride. Yeah. It's triggering and targeting our fascial system oh. and releasing tension from that tissue. Huh. We only just discovered it. We. Uh, we. <laughs> All right. Anatomy trains. Uh, okay. Tom Myers. He's been the one that has been leading this movement and teaching us that our muscles don't connect the way. Well, it's a theory, but it's a well-proven yeah. and continually shown theory, which is where all this foam rolling is coming from, is instead of it being, you know, back and buys, chest and tries, yep. you know, that kind of splitting. The tissue actually works in a completely different way. The muscles huh. do operate that way, but the tissue encases everything. Wow. And so the majority of our makeup is collagen, and this collagen is fibrous tissue. So we have 15 different like types, I think up to 45, but 15 are like the main what make okay. up our body. It's a magical tissue. And so the front line of the body is attached up here into our this sternocleomastoid muscle, but you can just call it an SCM. 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 Yes. And it tracks down the pecs through the sternum and okay. attaches in like through the six pack into the pubis bone and then down from the top of the hip 
to the top gotcha. of the feet. That's layer one in the front. But you've got these arm lines and you've got a back line and all this tissue operates as one moving unit elastically. And so it what it's what keeps us up. It's oh, wow. what creates the structure. It is literally everything. And we just started talking about it. What is wrong with how, how did it take so many years to get to this point? We would discard it in cadaver work because back in the day, cadavers had to be pretty much stolen from grave sites. There was only oh, yeah. a few that yeah. were allowed to. And so we were trying we're to figure like out. talking like last year. Right, yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, 1905 or something like that, where it was, <laughs> there was a lot to be done and in a minimal amount of time. So those who were doing that anatomy research that we see in all the books today, yeah. that's not what muscles look like. That's not what a body looks like. It's encased in all this tissue that they would cut away so that we can see what the muscle actually wow. looks like. And so our, our tissue is getting tight and, and turning almost into this tar where it almost hurts people. It does. Mm. Most of my clients are... I'm just trying to get that opening that we were talking about. So the tissue responds after 30 minutes of being still, it will start to reform into a new way because it is a solid and a liquid depending. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It's mind boggling. So all of us want to have a six pack, but the, the actual movement of doing a six pack is working against our structural system and sitting in the chair compounds it. So they say, work your core. So we're doing crunches, but yeah, we're adding yeah. more to this forward and we need to lengthen and stretch out the tissue. And so we're all glued down in our hips and we're sitting in this shortened position. So if you were to look at a rubber band and you'd stretch it all yeah, the way out, yeah. that's what is happening in the back of our bodies oh, where geez. it should be in this neutral yeah. position. So. And that attaches right above the eyebrows, all the way down the back line, and underneath the, our feet, and attaches That's to be our where toes. Got to where a lot of tension headaches come from. Though, all too. of oh, it. Oh, geez, yeah. All of it. So I'm teaching people how to remove this tissue, and that's actually why I was in Palo Alto. The, huh. I had found out that this this uh, anatomy trains trainer in trainings was one of the first ones, and I bought a ticket a couple days before once I found out and flew down there and was just like, I'm going to be here because this is personal training for the tissue yeah, as opposed yeah. to stretching and doing foam rolling. It's a huh. whole other system. Six to ten times more responsive than muscle fibers. Oh, God. All right. I've got to get into this now. That's like my <laughs> next step. Anatomy trains. Mm -hmm. ah. It is going to revolutionize the way that we move, picking up things not with your back, right? Yeah, Lift yeah. with your legs. Yep. Don't let your knees go over your toes. Our body actually is able to pick things up from a rounded position. We just haven't taught it of how course. to. Right on. And then we're sitting all oh, day. Geez. So it's just adding and retraining the tissue to either be locked short or locked long. Because you think quads and hamstrings, front of the legs, yeah, back of yeah. the legs. The front gets really short and pulls us forward. And then the back is all the way stretched out. But we feel like we have tight hamstrings. We do, but they're all the way far as they can extend. And then they're tight. How does someone get started into this? You, all you, to start helping the yeah. body, you could grab a golf ball and stand on it and just apply pressure, and that will relieve almost 70% of people's One back issues. One trying to like balance on a golf ball with just, both feet. Just putting your foot on it. So I actually <laughs> okay. have these cool uh, pictures that I have for people because they'll come in and yeah. say their back hurts, and I start with releasing their feet and moving their ankles and freeing up the tissue yeah. in the back. So if you have your hand, like your palm, you would go where the middle finger is, and you would stand on it for like 20 to 30 seconds, huh. spread and release the toes, and then relax. So you want the tissue to mold because it can turn into this this more cohesive form. Yeah. And then you would move down to the next spot. And then huh. so you would stay in this inner yep, fascia. Yeah, I'm tracking with you. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Because most people are getting plantar fasciitis. And it's because they're sitting. They're not moving their calves. They're not stretching. We're not flexing the foot. We're, we're pretty much in our toes all day, leaned forward when we stand. So then it just... Oh, wow. Everything is adding on adding <laughs> on adding. Mm -hmm. So we should just not stand so much? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm kidding. Right? I have a standing desk and you're freaking me out right now. I mean, I have Well, a... and it's just, it's it's more of this continuing to move, yeah. continuing to flow. You never want to be stagnant for more than 30 minutes. And so 
being aware that yeah. like set timers every 30 minutes. So even if you're standing, you sit back down. You're not staying still. The body is never meant to hold still. And huh. the reason why we're feeling viscosity or that tension or that like creaky, especially when you wake up in the morning, our tissue has too high of a viscosity and we need to decrease it or move those joints around. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's the fascia just brings water into the chutes and gets everything to slide and glide. But we're we've been so stiff for so long, you can't just jump into it and yeah, think, yeah. I'm gonna feel great. It's like no, it's gonna be like, like right on. It's just like anything tissue. else. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't solve it overnight. No, and so it's been this slow progression because yeah. I've been training the same people for years, and they're getting more and more like tightened in mm. and so now a lot of my clients i just work their fascia and they're energized and ready That's for amazing. their day it's 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 gonna be the new thing <laughs> oh man we've talked about so much today we have i know we have i don't I have no this. idea how i have no idea how long it's we've been but it i don't either like... but i mean we're going to buckle <laughs> we're going to plan this yes right for should we do this in the spring i don't know probably it's it's yeah. It's nice yeah. here. Then it's a good time to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm here frequently, but I'm just thinking right now, it's, you know, it's not the fun clothes you like this. I don't like shopping for fall clothes. This is the layering. Yeah. That's true. And, and they, oh God, they get into layering now. It might be a good time. <laughs> right? It's like a $1,000 outfit. It Easy. is. Right on. Uh-huh. That's what b- bugs me about it a little bit. Not because of the money, but just because, I mean, what, I need like five things to go over this? You know, I'm like, I like my shirts. You know, I like just going right. like this. This is just one feature. Yeah. Like, but you look good. I'm like, I know. But you know how much work this is to put all these layers on? It's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> this is much easier. Mm-hmm. I have a shirt. A Love shirt. It. I'm going to start Thank looking you. for shirts. Robert like... Graham. They have a women's line. Really? Yes. Okay. It's um, Oh, it's amazing. Because I want that. And I actually have a girlfriend who's, I'm trying to get her to design yeah. clothes because she's got this amazing style and she's a graphic designer. And she comes in and, and just, she has this vision of what that kind of like comfortable yet sleek yep colorful business outfit that's what she's working on creating and i'm like can it be ready now i want those outfits now (laughs) right on yeah what's your color um i red and olive are are decent um red makes that popping the olive brings out the tones and i will kind of feature that one in but i i'm attempting to do more purples and blues and that this teal color that i've got on right now is I'm fav- I'm starting to favor that a bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good color. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I try to stay. I always buy black. And so I'll go with the color in mind and I'll buy black. And so then if I do that, I feature jewelry with color. And I've learned right how to do that. <laughs> black is still cool, though. I mean, you can even. You can't go wrong with black. You can't. Right? I mean, I'll do, you know, summertime because you're not supposed to wear white jeans, whatever. But I wear white jeans. Not many dudes wear white jeans, but I will. Even in Chicago, I'll wear white jeans, but I'll wear white jeans with a black shirt and some gray shoes. Oh, nice. So it's sort of like d- just different tones going on in the same color spectrum. And it's, I don't know, I just like the, the way it looks. I think people appreciate it. Yeah. I think that when they see someone looking nice, it makes, like, they're attracted mm-hmm. to it. They feel good about it. My son's the same way, except he'll wear a costume one day, a Prince Charming thing, Spider-Man the next, total athletic outfit yeah, right the next on. day. He yep. is performing every single day with his clothes. <laughs> he inspires me. I always check. That's awesome. This or that. Mm, Hold your dude. That one. Nine. That's mine too. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, show me. Yes, I just got this because he just made up a Halloween costume today, apparently. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, I'm not there. Oh. This is my nine-year-old, but you've got to look all the way down to his feet below the costume, and this is what he's actually oh going to wear. Our kids <laughs> would love each other, by the way. It's a sombrero Ooh. he was given from... <laughs> oh my gosh, you have no idea. I feel like I need to start showing you pictures. That's the best. The dude he's... has always just not cared, but he's always just picked stuff out of his drawer, and I'm like... I like the way this looks. This is fun. This is fun. Yeah. They're having fun. And so anytime I'm all about, that's actually was our motto for the long, the longest time where it was like, are we having fun? No. It was like, yeah. okay, so what do we need to do to shift? We need yep. to pivot. Like, how can we create fun? Because we're going the wrong way. <laughs> that way. 
happiness. That's so important too, because you, you oh. can always realize where things, you know, we're diving in. There's a segment, the one thing on the show, maybe this is it, you know, because in all this too, because uh, you probably find a lot of fun in what you do right now. So much fun. Yes, exactly. Because it's interesting, <laughs> you know, before it wasn't too much worried about it because we were just going the wrong way in life, whatever. But right. there is a point in time, whether it's by choice or not by choice, you know, for you and I, it was not by choice, you know, with the health crap right. that we went through. But there's always some points where you can realize, hey, you know what, this isn't fun right now. I mean, I learn this from my kids all the time. Right. They, they're the best teachers. They really are. Because mm-hmm. they, they, they don't understand, they're not conditioned as much as we are. Yeah, and you start to look at them and it, you, you just, you learn more things about yourself even by watching your kids. Oh, yeah. And hearing the things that they say. But they'll recognize, <laughs> they'll recognize much quicker than we will what's not fun so fast yes and we'll, seconds we'll, we'll think okay well just like you well if it's not fun we do need to shift we do need to pivot mm-hmm. you know i've said time and time again if you don't love what you do change what you do you know but if something's not fun then maybe there's a better way of doing it maybe there's a right. different way of going about it in life well it's almost like we we have to earn it that way and yeah. it has to be hard and we got to work through instead of going, there's a lot of resistance. What mm-hmm. if there was not as much resistance? Because yeah. I'm not, you know, you can have a purpose, but still be going in the wrong direction. Right on. And then that pivot of, okay, this is why I'm overworking and I'm not recovering. I'm not yeah, preparing. Sure. I'm not taking care. That's huge, the recovery portion of it. Because things oh, are, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you relate it to a fitness metaphor, you're supposed to be sore, right? Right, which <laughs> is the opposite of what the fascia training is about yeah. if you're sore don't you dare do anything but move the tissue around yeah it's that's crazy 80 percent submax training so it's basically out of a week if you're that if you're running on that kind yeah. of schedule one training should be hard and tough and tear down the muscles in that way the rest of it should just be mobility and stability and moving the tissue and being able to take it through all of the range of motion mm-hmm. otherwise if you don't take it through a, mo- a range of motion it stiffens up yeah, and so for it's sure. like we have to move, but yeah, that soreness, no you, pain, you, no gain. Right on. You shouldn't be sore all the time. That's no. that just blows my mind. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're overworking. Right, and that's actually one of the things that helped me was having a ring that finally told me the aura ring that I'm not recovered. I'm not repaired. Yeah. I got a 38 out of 100. The 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 app tells me I need to take a break today because my heart rate variability is low. So when you're when you're not huh. recovering, your body sends signals, and now we have great technology that gives us those signals yeah. and can show us, oh, I haven't recovered. I think last two weeks ago, I had three days in a row that were 38, 54, 62, and then it jumped up to 80 and was like, looks like you finally recovered. <laughs> it says Good that. job. Oh, yeah, motivational <laughs> things. Like, nice job. You recovered yeah. perfectly this time. Whatever you did, do more of that. It's wow. amazing. Yeah, it, it just fits right on my finger. If I get too obsessed with it, then I have to take it off. So yeah. it's off right now because I was, yes, I'm in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to, I was getting too too involved. Yep. Mm-hmm. I Here's a question. And I, I haven't had, I, I mean, there's been like one or two guests that I've had back. Can I have you back at some point? I would love that. Because I really want to dive into more of the Chinese and Eastern medicine side, which which is really intriguing, I think will help because there, there's a lot with our with Western medicine now, you right. know, and those that are if you want to call them progressive, you know, I don't think it's so much progression. We're understanding a lot more with technology, of course, but right. years and years ago, it's like Eastern medicine had a lot of things right, right, and we're just waking up to this now and realizing that oh, maybe this did work back then, but now we have the technology to understand the reasons why. Right. It worked. And I'd love to dive more into that, too, because, I mean, we're all over today in a good way. We were, yeah. And I think it'll solve and kind of bring together that idea that we can heal ourselves before it gets that far Mm -hmm. because we catch it. Ayurvedic has six main steps of disease. And we catch it on this side of the fence at five and six when the damage is far surpassed being recoverable. Wow. But you can see that at stage one, two, and three and make a slight shift in your food and you'll feel better and energized again. You just shouldn't eat that food because it's too much heat and now you're losing your temper and not sleeping and simple little things. And people need that, that simplicity, the help. 
so that we can bridge that gap from that 70 to 80 percent of people over to this side where they can do podcasts and they can follow their dreams and have energy with their kids and feel amazing all the time. And that's my one thing. I just want people to feel good. I have felt not feeling good, right? You feel what it feels like to die in that space. Like you, you can feel your body is disintegrating yeah. and and the everything shifts. So to have that back and like, we're gonna do everything uh-huh. and life is amazing. And how could you have anything to be upset about? It's amazing. So <laughs> toning it back a little, but absolutely. I would love to be back. I Yay. think that it's a, it's a big, to open up that, ease of communication for people right and, a, and a path to go for today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are the two, you mentioned uh, Dave, Dave Ashby just had his new book come out right now. Oh man, right? I'm right in the middle of it. <laughs> awesome. But you mentioned his, one of his previous books too. Um, so Headstrong was where I That's got connected. Yep. Okay. So my dad actually read it six times before I picked it up yeah. because he was hearing me complain and was like, six times in energy and yeah. 62 and I've got all the energy and you should too. And so I finally, after the sixth time, I was like, okay. And it was, it was my ticket in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to have some we'll fashion. Robert, what? Robert? Robert Graham. Graham. Yeah. There is a women's line. I'll send you some more stuff too. Awesome. Yep. Thank you cool. so much. Thank you. This was amazing. We didn't even do an intro. Oh. This is uh, a <laughs> 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 Oh, we could do that. Yeah, I mean, we're laughing. All right, te- te- hang on the end. This is Stephanie Nix. <laughs> hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. Oh, that was fun. That was so great. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.